Okay. All right, so this is probably one of the most famous cartoons about the internet, and we've used this once before in our class, and I want to take it in a little bit of a different direction today. Um, so what, for, first of all, what do you think of when, when you see this cartoon? What does this make you think of? Feel free to name names. <laughs> <laughs> Because for me, it, may, it, it, it makes me think of nights where I thought it was 10.30, but it, it was actually 2.17. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here's, here's the thing about that someone who is wrong on the internet. Um, I want to talk today about being wrong. Uh, and one of the things that made me think of this was, I don't remember, it was, it was five or six weeks ago, and we, were, uh, we weren't being contentious, but we were talking about being contentious online. And Walter, you said something as, to somebody else as we walked out of class. You said, but what if I'm right? <laughs> and one of the... One of the most useful things that I have come to realize, uh, especially as it applies to being online over the last couple of years, is this. And this is a sentence that you almost never hear somebody say. And the reason that you ne almost never hear somebody say it is because you always, you almost always hear this with one or two, one or one of two changes either they change the, pro, the 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 personal pronoun from first person to second person or they change the verb from present tense to past tense so the two variations of this sentence that you get are either you are wrong or i was wrong because when, when you figure out that you're wrong, you automatically want to change to something so that you are once again right. Um, but let's talk a little bit um, about what, what it feels like to be wrong. What, is it, what does it feel like when you're wrong?
And people took offense to me calling Cohen Jewish, but they did not take offense to Avenatti being called Italian. And they kept, somebody sent me an inbox message, which can you explain why you keep calling Michael Cohen Jewish? I didn't realize that was offensive to some people. So I stopped doing it. Because okay. your audience is bigger and broader than what you do. Some people didn't right. have some people did. So, okay. so, so his, his perception sometimes that you, and everybody is a, is a cumulative of their own, the person is a cumulative of their own experiences. I can view one thing on, online and have a different take on it versus somebody else. Because they have a different background, different experience. Okay. So perception again is the beginning. Yeah. So I, I actually want to take. And, and it's subjective. Yeah. And, and let's so let's let's take a step back because because you've made a couple of really good points in there. Before before we go to what it feels like to be wrong, um, let's have you tell me all of the different ways that I can be wrong. This doesn't have to be about you. This is all the different ways that I can be wrong. You're remembering. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I have mistaken. I, I've, I've got problems with my recollection. Wrong day. Yeah, so my, my facts are just off. I've got, you know, I, I was supposed to be 17. I accidentally typed 71. That's another way I can be wrong. The two ways that you were talking about being wrong, one was that what, what, I, intend, what I intended to convey is not what I actually conveyed or what I intended to convey worked for some people but it didn't convey that to other people and then and there's really kind of a third in there I can be wrong because I misinterpreted what somebody else was intended to what somebody else intended to say so there's that 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 communication gap between the words that I put down and the how other people understand those words because words always mean exactly when I write something those words mean exactly what I want them to mean because I know all of the context that I put into using those words and so it comes with all of my baggage and all of my freight and all of my subtext and I see how every Thing fits together, but when somebody else reads those, they come. They have a very different set of context for those words, and so they may they may completely miss all of the the brilliant little things that I was working into the sentence. Um, so, all right. So, what are what are some other ways that I can be wrong? Um, just not knowing, almost like you said, kind of not knowing the context. I mean, you can. You can give a straight quote, but if you don't give the you know the sentences that came before and afterwards, it totally changes the meaning. Right. And a lot of times that can be intentional or not. But yeah. Not, not having full context. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I can I can be wrong either by presenting something out of context, or I can also be wrong just because I don't actually know very much about what I'm talking about. Faulty logic. Yeah. 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 Faulty logic is another way. Anything else? There's lots of ways I can be wrong. So what, what, are, what, are, some, what are some others? Timing can be wrong. Right. Timing can be wrong. Tone can be wrong. Um, one of the... Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people online over the last couple of years uh, defriend people that 
because they have such just vitriolic disagreements. And, it's like if, you know, and so it's, if you disagree with me on this, you know, we've probably all seen this post, if you disagree with me on this, unfriend me now. My problem isn't so much the people that I disagree with, my problem is the people that I, dis that I agree with who are really obnoxious and I can't stand. I have a lot harder time being friends with those people than I do with people that disagree with me. Because I, I, because I expect people that disagree with me to be disagreeable. The unfriendly thing that's happening right now in the urban slash black community with this if you agree with Kanye West about slavery and a choice. That's <laughs> yeah. everywhere now. Like and I, it, it is it really has taken a life of its own. Yeah. So yeah. And if you yeah, and if you want to hear if you want to hear two people talking through how you if you if you want to hear people talking through the difference between what somebody is intending to say and how it is being heard, there is a track. I guess I don't know if it's just on YouTube, but it's between Kanye and Ti and the two of them yeah, talking yeah. about politics, and it's just it's like Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. It re yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like Daffy but 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 and 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 it's and it's very funny, but it's also you you get a sense of what people are trying, th th that these two people are really trying to say something to each other and to the world at large and nobody's connecting. You know, the, other, the other side is just not connecting with it. It's also been uh, scientifically proven that if you listen to that more than twice, your IQ goes down like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 listened to, I listened to that once this week and it was, it, it, it was pretty great, but I don't think I could do it twice. <laughs> um, so some of the other ways I can, I can just have incomplete information. And so what I, what, I, what I say can be wrong in the sense that it's, it's not everything, it's not all of it, it's not perfectly stated, it's the right thing in the wrong place, it's the right thing to the wrong person. There are lots of different ways that I can be wrong. And so I've found that there are so many ways that I can be wrong that I am pretty much always wrong about something in some way anytime I try to say something. And it's just, I, for, for reasons that we'll get into in here, I found that it's kind of a useful place to be. So let's, let's then go back to my first question. What does it feel like when you're wrong? Depends on what to say. Some things I don't care if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, so if I'm wrong, okay, I'm wrong. Okay. Other things I have more at stake. It's like okay, well, when you've got something at stake, how do you feel when you're wrong? Irritated. Irritated? Okay. You you know the you know the story arc of this class, so I so don't don't say some don't give them don't give them a spoiler. All right. <laughs> All right. So exposed and vulnerable. Exposed and vulnerable. Just humbled. Humbled. Okay. Anybody else? All right. Now, shamed. Okay. Good. Now and and. And those, those are all good answers, but they are answers to a slightly different question. Those are all answers to what it feels like to find out that you are wrong. But it's not actually what it feels like to be wrong. Um, I'm going to do a quick commercial here. Um, almost everything that I'm talking about today 
either is in or came from me thinking about this book. This is a book Josh has mentioned once or twice um, in his sermons called Being Wrong, Adventures in the Margin of Error uh, by a reporter named Catherine Schultz. My favorite thing that um, the, the last time Josh mentioned this in a class, I mean in, in a sermon, um, the beautiful thing was he got the title of the book wrong. <laughs> Which um, I, I uh, follow Catherine Schultz on Twitter and we've corresponded a couple of times so I like tweeted her from the middle of the sermon and said our preacher just mentioned your book and he got the title wrong and she thought that was hysterical. Um, so this is this is in, in terms of how I've thought about life and the world over the last few years this is one of the best books that I've read. So anyway, so the the answers that you've given me are what it feels like to find out that you're wrong. What it feels like to be wrong is more like this. So the, everything that happens from the moment that cloud comes up to the moment Wiley, Wiley Coyote's toe goes below the cloud to find out that there is no land, all of that is what it feels like to be wrong. Which is to say it doesn't really feel like anything at all or more accurately being wrong feels exactly like being right. Which makes it a very difficult, it, it makes it a very difficult headspace to live in, but it's actually a very easy place to be because we get very used to it. Alright, so so why why are we wrong? We've talked, I mean this this is this is some of what we've talked about already. So we can be wrong. We can be wrong because we didn't pay attention. We can be wrong because we were distracted. We can be wrong because we weren't interested or we weren't prepared. Uh, we were incapable of comprehending whatever it is that we were trying to talk about. Uh, we can be wrong because we were too timid about something or that we were bragging about something that we overestimated our intelligence. Uh, we can be wrong because of an emotional imbalance. We can be wrong because of ideological or racial or social or chauvinistic prejudices. Uh, we can be wrong because of what's called inductive reasoning. If um, if, well, let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to show this without doing, vis doing visuals. Um, so if, if you had, imagine that you had a small rectangle at the top here and a piece of paper covering this spot and then a small rectangle right below here. You would assume that what's behind the paper is just two straight lines and you've got one big long rectangle. But 
if you hadn't seen anything, there could actually be anything. There could be a stop sign, there could be a quote, there could be pictures of your daughter or pictures of your parents. Um, the, the assumption that we have that when we see two lines here, two lines there, and this gap in the middle, that's called inductive reasoning. And we do that really, really well. And so we, we, we kind of, we think in terms of probabilities. It's, this is probably going to happen based on what we've seen happen in the past or based on the people that we know, the experiences that we've had. We kind of deal in probabilities all of the time. Most of the time, our probabilities are the, the probabilities that we work on are pretty useful. Sometimes they are cat catastrophically wrong. Um, so there are lots of reasons. There's lots of reasons that we can be wrong. Um, we are often bad at acknowledging our own wrongness, but we're really good at pointing out when somebody else is wrong. Goes back to that original cartoon. Somebody's wrong on the internet, and I am determined to show them that they are wrong and to correct their wrongness. Um, this is what Jesus talks about in the Gospels when he's talking about seeing the speck in somebody else's eye while missing the log in your own eye, that it's really easy to see how somebody else's life doesn't measure up, but it's really hard to see how your own doesn't because to you that's just life. It's not it's, it's not something that's stuck in you that's wrong. It's just the way things have always been to you. So, the problem with feeling right um, is that we, when people disagree with us, we tend to make one of three assumptions. Uh, well, uh, one of three assumptions about them based on an assumption about ourselves that may or may not be true. And that's when, when we believe something, we think that we believe it because we've got the facts. And that we understand the facts correctly and that we have the correct facts. And so if we have the correct facts and we understand them correctly, then we must be right. And so the first thing that we tend to do when we have all of these great facts and somebody else disagrees with us is we think they just don't know any better. And so the first initial, the, the, the gut response that people tend to have is if you disagree with me then I have to explain to you all of these good facts that I have so you will know these facts and when you know these facts then I believe that you will believe the same way that I do because now we both have the same set of facts, right? Uh, anybody think of examples where you've done that or you've seen that with people or you've seen that play out online? Yeah. Okay, alright. And then the, everybody goes into those facts. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, so everybody's got their, yeah, they've, they've got their facts about guns. And so if I believe that, that having guns is not the problem, I will list you these facts, and these are, these are my facts, and this is why I believe that. And the first, yeah, if you get in, if somebody else says, that's not right at all, the first step is to go, here are the facts. See, now that you've got the facts, don't you agree with me? Well, there's two problems with this. One is 
that a lot of studies show that if you tell somebody that, that believes differently than you that they are wrong, that almost every time all you will accomplish with that is to make them entrench further into their position. So you make them defensive and they're just going to push back even if you've given them the right facts. The second is that, as we all know, people can look at the same set of facts and come to completely different conclusions about those. That's when we go to our second assumption. Those people must be idiots. That they just don't have, they don't have the brains to understand that we've got all of this and this is right. They don't have the brains to understand why we're right. So if they've got the facts, we know they're not ignorant anymore, therefore they must just be stupid. Yes? And, and, and I grew up in the Church of Christ. My parents were married at the old Otter Creek building. They didn't attend Otter Creek, but they, they were married there. I grew up in like straight right down the middle mainline Church of Christ. Right. And so you can see why a book about being wrong would be a game changer for me. <laughs> but yeah, but that's, that's exactly right. And, and, and that's, and, yeah. And so if you're thinking about it in terms of Church of Christ and how, and how I grew up trying to explain things to people, the, my first assumption was, well, if you don't believe the same way I do, let me show you all of these scriptures that explain to you why my position is the right position. And then if they were like, yeah, I know all those scriptures, it doesn't mean what you think it does, well, then they just clearly were not tremendously bright people. So, so one of the reasons that this is a big problem in America is the issue of race and culture. Uh, last night I went to Omari Booker. He's, a, he's an artist, he's very talented. Uh, 
uh, some of his stuff was commissioned for the TV show Nashville. He's incredible. He spent some time in prison. He's an incredible artist. I went to his uh, <laughs> art craft last night. And uh, Bob Bernstein, who was supposed to be a friend of mine, his brother, Kim Bernstein, the Bob Bernstein owns a Bible job. He owns a couple of the uh, coffee shops. He's a Jewish American. Well, he's opened a coffee shop on Jefferson Street. Because, and I said, hey, that's a great idea. He's going to call it the city. Now, <laughs> what, 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 are the, it, what are the problems yeah. with calling this place the city? Well, for some African Americans, it's a sore point. You're driving along, and you're constantly reminded when you want to get a cup of joe about a city. And <laughs> people have tried to explain to Bob. I haven't had a conversation with him, but Ken, he kind of thinks that's kind of ridiculous, but Bob is like that. He's just trying to be helpful. Him being wrong is really coming out of a good place because yeah. he wants to do something historically accurate. But what happens a lot of times with white people is they, 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 <laughs> did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they tend, and I don't even think that, that, that the whites, when you talk about whites and black, think that black people are idiots. Whoa. That's the law, must be a <laughs> capable of running their own society or their own culture. The problem is there most white people I found, especially in this kind of the congregation that I attend now, I not agree, really are coming out of the place. And I don't find that to be here, but most white people tend to use their facts in a way that don't you understand how good this is for you? Don't you understand how great this is for you? And a good example is with urban music. Um, more white people tend to be offended by the use of the N-word. <laughs> when we get together, we don't talk about, man, did you hear somebody say the N-word? I hear that more from white liberals. Um, and it is amazing to me, but it's because they're using their facts and it's a lack of listening. Yeah. They don't, they don't listen and they're not willing, and some of it is an American concept, because, they, because white people have been in power for so long and has so much entitlement and so much power, they're not ever in that position before. So that's why the, the idiot thing, I, I don't want to say the idiot thing applies, but sort of. Yeah. But the humorous thing definitely applies. Because quite often when black people are offended, white people will rationalize, even well-intended white people will rationalize why they shouldn't be offended and things like yeah, and, and and I'm not saying in in all of these cases that um, that there aren't times when people are ignorant. In fact, will are, are ignorant about a situation or an issue, and and facts and an explanation will change their mind. And I'm not saying that there aren't people who aren't idiots, but uh, but they are but they are dangerous assumptions to make about people because. You know, just just because you just because you think they're ignorant, just because you think they're not bright, doesn't mean that that's correct. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get this back up, um, so I may be doing the rest. Oh, hey, there we go. Excellent. That's the first time I've gotten lucky with that sort of thing. All right, so there's a third place that we go if if they're not ignorant because we've explained it to them. If 
we know they're not idiots and they still don't see the way things the way that we do where's the third place that we go that's right they are evil what kind yeah so we and so we go we go from oh well you just don't know any better to what kind of idiot would believe that to what kind of monster would believe that and you see this you see this all the time in religion where we tend to equate unbeliever and evildoer you see this a lot in a, a lot more than you used to even in politics so this is a, a quote from Catherine Schultz if we assume that people who are wrong or ignorant or idiotic or evil well Small wonder that we prefer not to confront the possibility of error in ourselves. That means we have to be one of those three. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Which is one of the big reasons that we convince ourselves that we are right. So there's one big problem with the way we use the word wrong because we use the word wrong kind of like we use the word love and love can be so many different things that that are related but are really just completely separate phenomenon wrong same sort of way wrong can be a a simple mistake I mean we saw all the different ways that we can be wrong I mean you could you could actually have completely different words for each of those and it would be easier to communicate what you were talking about when you say wrong but we also use the word wrong to talk about sin and so what happens in our language is that we conflate these two ideas of wrongness and mistakes and sin become the same thing and when we think about perfection and think about when Paul talks about being perfect how hard it is for us to wrap our minds around what being perfect means because at the same time being perfect means not making any mistakes it means not being in intentional opposition to the will of God so it means not sinning and it also means um, it also means appearing whole and perfect and complete to God so and, and, and really what I'm talking about today is more just the mistakes just that we're not going to get everything completely right in every situation but it's really hard for it's really hard for me coming from the background that I come from n not to think of any kind of perfection as being somehow morally inferior but we have to really be careful not to to make the mistakes that we make because we are human to the the, the sins that we make because we are also human but so I, I told you that I've really been enjoying thinking of myself and, and learning how to think of myself as being wrong in the present right now um, and I love being wrong online because it makes life on Facebook so much easier because when you are wrong you don't have to defend yourself 
it is really hard for people to get angry at you when you when they tell you you're wrong and you go you're right I am because then there's nothing for them there's 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 nothing for them to grab onto and fight about the other thing that I've come to appreciate is there's there's a um, there's a there's a term called I think I think it's pronounced homophily H O M O P H I L Y and it's the predilection that we have to like people who are like us and so we we, we do a couple of things we build we build our um, we build our communities around the beliefs that we have. So, you know, we, but we also build our beliefs around the communities that we have. And so those two things kind of cycle together because, you know, we'll, we, will, we will create a church because we all believe in the same God in kind of the same way. We, but at the same time, we, we start to think about God the way that we do because we're around all of the people that we see in church. Same thing with the country. We, we kind of believe the things that we do about government because of the country that we live in. We created the country that we live in because a whole bunch of people kind of believed the same things about government. So, all of that is to say that when you are wrong, it makes, when, when, when you think of yourself as wrong, it makes it a lot easier to think, to hear the words of people who are not like you. Because if somebody, if you are wrong and somebody who agrees with you, then somebody who agrees with you, by definition, they have to be wrong too. And so the people, the, the people that I end up listening to are the people who don't agree with me because if I'm wrong, they're the ones that might actually be right. And that's a, that's a great, that ends up being a great way to be online because it just gets really, really hard to get into arguments with other people. Yes? When, when you talk about being wrong, are you talking about having a commonly held fact? Because I'm sure you've encountered people who will communicate misinformation about someone. When you point it out, they say, well, it's just like them. <laughs> um, well, and and that's that's one of the that's that's one of the problems that you run into, and you see that a lot these days, and you see that pretty much coming from every side. That there's a tendency. It goes back to the inductive reasoning. You know, it's like, well, you see, you've seen them behave like this before, and you've seen them behave like this here. So, well, it would make sense that they would behave like that, um, and. So I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about being wrong in different ways at different times, obviously. Um, but, but that's one of the things that we have to be really careful about is making those assumptions that because a piece of, a, a piece of information fits with what we think we know, therefore it must be accurate. When that's not necessarily the case at all. These people even seem to concede that it's inaccurate, but they see it as a total persona. That's what yeah. this person is. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. And that's and, and that's the problem with feeling like you're right. Because if you feel it, because if you if you are convinced that you're right and that person is right, because. You, 
there aren't very many times where you will hear something say somebody say something really fantastic about somebody else and then find out that oh well that didn't actually happen and then go well you know what though it would have been just like them if they had done that uh, it's true it would have been you know I mean if you if you hear just to pick a famous example if you hear that Mother Teresa did something incredibly wonderful then you're going okay Mother Teresa does wonderful things be just like her to do something like that but you don't really hear that you really only hear well it's just like them if you think the other person is wrong so, so yeah so you've you've kind of shown one of the dangers of feeling like you're right you tend to look at bad things about other people and go well it should be just like them to do that um, I know I have other ex uh, advantages of being wrong, but one of the ways that I was wrong today is that I had some notes that included a list of the advantages of being wrong that I wanted to spout off from here and not put up there, uh, and I printed them out and left them at home. So that is another way that I can be wrong. <laughs> but here's, so here's the thing about being wrong, because when, when, when you're wrong, you're not seeing things the way they really are. Here's another quote from Katherine Schultz. The miracle of your mind isn't that you can see the world as it is. It's that you can see the world as it isn't. And there, she has a TED Talk online where she says this. And it's, you can, you can remember what the past looked like. You can imagine what the future will look like and all of the way and you can imagine the ways that the future could be better you can imagine the ways the future could be worse you can imagine however imperfectly what it is like to be in somebody else's shoes what the world must look like you can imagine what a place that you've never been would be like uh, my boss went to Panama last week and she was telling me about her time in Panama and um, I, I had a general concept of what Panama was in my mind which basically goes back to three things um, the globe I had as a kid that had Panama on it um, that I learned at some point in history class that they have a canal so there's a canal cut through Panama um, and the, the news stories about General Noriega from 30 years ago now that's all I know about Panama but I have sort of this picture in my head of what Panama must be like based on where it's geographically located that they have a that they have a canal through it and that there was this bad guy that we wanted to get out and so we played really loud music all day and all night until he finally gave up which isn't exactly what happened but that's how I remember it um, and so I have this general picture of what Panama is like in my head based on nothing else but those three things um, that's not at all what it is in my head is not at all what Panama is like uh, family split and people go to prison over false memories. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah. False memories and just the the things that we use to fill in the little pieces of information that we have. But seeing the world as it isn't, there's also a theological component to this because one of the reasons that we see the world as it isn't is because we were created to understand that this 
isn't all there is. And so whether, whether we're in the present moment, this isn't all there, this isn't all, this class isn't all there is to today. Today is not all there is to our lives. Our lives aren't all there is to the world. And we, we are designed to know that there's something else beyond what we can understand. Being wrong is a byproduct of that. And so what I would contend is that, be, well, that being wrong isn't just what we do, it's who we are. We are, we are built in a way that means that we are going to be wrong, but it's the thing that makes us, it's the thing that makes us learn. I grew up, I grew up in the 19th set, if any of you are baseball fans, I grew up as, a Bra as an Atlanta Braves fan in the 1970s. Okay, that was a really bad time to be an Atlanta Braves fan. By the time the Braves got really good, I was on the tail end of really caring about baseball. So I enjoyed the 1990s Braves. 70s Braves were bad. Also grew up a Vanderbilt football fan. Alright, that may be a little more uh, there may be more contemporary relevance to that. But one of the things that I learned early on is that you learn more from losing than you learn from winning. You learn more from being wrong than you learn from being right. Because if you're right, you don't have to learn anything because you're right. If you're wrong, you've always got to be learning. So, being wrong isn't just what we do, it's who we are. Another way of saying it for the software-minded, it's not a bug, it's a feature. And that, we're about to wrap up, so I'm, I know, are you planning on teaching your, okay. So, Walter, I'm going to segue into something that Walter said this week, and I don't know if it'll be uh, a direction that he's going when he leads the class for the next couple of weeks. Um, but to apply this online, Walter posted this this week. Does your online persona represent an authentic self or a polished curated self? Do we even want to see others authentic selves online? Do we prefer curated persona? If so, what does that say about us? And I think that um, there, is, there is a natural tendency especially at the beginning of somebody's social media persona um, or, or a casual social media person to present the things about their life that look right online. Um, and I, I, I think that's very natural. Um, I don't think there's particularly anything wrong with it but we like to show we like to show our right moments online we like to show the graduations the vacations the happy places we like to show the the, the day we take a selfie on a day that we think we look good um, you know, we, we, we like we like to show online when we feel right um, and I would contend that it's that we're way more interesting when we show how we're being wrong whether that's, whether that's vulnerability or something that we didn't know or something that we found interesting because it challenged the way that we view the world. Um, I, I just, I think, it's, I think it's a much more interesting place to be to find ways to be wrong 
online. And I think it's and I think it's better optics for us as Christians rather than to show that we have it all together to show that we don't with that not that our world is falling apart, but that we are much more interested in the things that we don't know than the things that we do. And I I, I, I did this specifically because you had the typo in it because I've had so many typos on my yes and that too uh, because I've had so many typos in my uh, my PowerPoint notes over the uh, over the weeks so um, any last comments as we wrap up word that over and over again presents itself I think is hubris yes and that um, like that's a word now that I can't go through a day without kind of crossing my mind. Yeah. I mean, Twenty years or thirty years ago, I think that might have been like a once a year kind of <laughs> uh, and a fancy word. Yes. Like but now it's just part of our common vernacular because it's like people are continuously doubling down yep. on whatever it is. Like they are the professional experts, and we always knew professional experts twenty-five years ago, like our in-laws <coughs> or whoever. But we only really knew a couple of them. Now we know everyone happens to be a professional expert. That's right. And, 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 and hubris is a great word for this class and should have been on my really long list of ways that we can be wrong. So see, another way that there's that incompletion there because hubris would have been a perfect addition to the list of ways that we can be wrong. All right. Thank you guys very much. Um, Walter will lead us next week.